in on the political front, a lot of different things happening. Um, I think chief amongst those would have been the uh, rally by the uh, economic freedom fighters where they were launching their um, their um, manifesto. Um, I've seen a number of of reports suggesting that the the outcome, not the outcome, the the turnout was not as big as it was expected. I don't know. Eh? Yeah. It it seemed big to me. Yeah. Um, and 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 of course, there's a whole propaganda war that takes place about these kinds of things. One will quote sixty thousand. One will quote seventy thousand. But just from a bird's eye view, there were a lot of people yeah, at that rally. And I'm told that the, the the decision had been made by the leadership of the EFF that it would only be buses um, coming from Guazulu Natal alone. Uh, I suppose making the point that uh, this is our uh, following in Guazulu Natal because, as you know, Guazulu Natal is is heavily con- contested terrain. Um, there's the ANC that is, I suppose, traditionally um, the leading party there there's the ifp also a major contender but now we see that there's uh, the mk party that has now become i suppose a very very serious contender for power in that particular po- province uh and then of course the smaller pa- parties um the da and other parties that are i think it's the nfp that's also a major contender or not maybe maybe not major contender but a serious contender for for power in guazulu natal so the F- eff chose moses mabira stadium as i'm told the anc has chose mabira mabira uh, moses mabira stadium as the ifp has chosen moses mabira sta- stadium because there is a major drive by these three political parties to get the uh, Guazulu Natal vote, which is a game changer, I would imagine. And of course, the EFF has chosen to also uh, launch there. Um, I suppose trying to deal with the perception that it does not have the kind of support in the Guazulu Natal region uh, as it would like people to believe. Um, but if stadium and stadia. And the number of people that are in attendance at a particular rally is anything to go by. Then the EFF, as far as I'm concerned, has something to be happy about. Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Of course, there were a few um, glitches. I think leaders should know not to go and speak if you know that you have the flu. Uh, you know? Yeah. I'll just, I'm just going to leave that there. Sure. Just going to... Leave that there because there's a whole fight now about that story. My sense is that, you know, people are going to have accidents from time to time, yeah. biological accidents from time to time. Uh, these things shouldn't uh, derail us from the conversation around the political aspects of that. Uh, although uh, those kinds of things do become part of the political conversation. Or, hey, this one said this to this one, this one said that to that one. But unfortunately, and uh, a biological accident took place while the leader of the EFF, Julius Malemo, was speaking, and that's been a big uh, side issue there. But perhaps you might want to tell me about the more important issues uh, around this particular rally, whether or not you've been uh, listening to the 
to the manifesto itself. What issues have come out strong for you that you believe are going to be a major part of how people make decisions as to who they vote for uh, out of this um, manifesto launch by the EFF? I'd be interested to hear your thoughts about that. Um, and, and, of course, many other different things taking place. The big story for me, of course, um, South Africa gaining uh, the third position in the AFCON. Uh, but uh, congratulations to Cote d'Ivoire, yeah, uh, winning against uh, uh, their arch rival. Yeah, we think that uh, Nigeria is our arch rival. No, no, there's a serious competition between uh, Ivory Coast and uh, and um, and Nigeria, uh, and of course uh, Cote d'Ivoire taking that particular tournament, and we winning against the DRC, um, I suppose by a point in in penalties. Um, so, so, so great. I mean, I, I really hope, I, I think Bafana Bafana is coming back on Thursday, on Wednesday. Sorry, Wednesday, I think. Uh, it'd be great for us to be out there and supporting them. Uh, I think they deserve it, folks. They really, really do. Um, they've really made me uh, re-look at them, yeah, sure. uh, with great hope. So s- these are some of the things that are on my mind. Uh, because we're going to open up the lines. I'd like to hear your thoughts about some of the issues that are, um, yeah, uh, that are on, on the conversation sort of, um, agenda with regards to the politics that we are looking at. We are, of course, going towards, uh, elections. So politics, let me say party politics are going to be a big part of the conversation, uh, going forward. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts about all of these things. John Stienhuisen of the uh, Democratic Alliance going to the police today to go and lay charges uh, against the deputy president, yeah, Mr. Paul Mashatile, for certain criminal indiscretions. We are told. We are told that ten days ago, uh, the DA through John Stienhuisen put together a file or a dossier that they handed over to the presidency to say, hey, Munna, uh, the deputy president is guilty of certain things here. Do something about it or we will in 10 days' time. Well, today was the 10th day of that promise and they did, indeed did go to the police to go and um, lay charges, which are, I believe are quite damning. Um, against the deputy president, suggesting that he's involved in all sorts of criminality and corruption with people that are known criminals um, uh, that have been involved in all sorts of things. And let me tell you, the things that I'm hearing about that particular story is are very interesting. There are some who are suggesting that there is, in fact, negotiations taking place, horse trading taking place amongst various parties about what may eventually look, what the results may eventually look like after the elections. That various parties are in negotiations, although low-key negotiations about possible scenarios that may arise after the elections and who gets to be aligned with whom, who gets to be in a coalition with whom. And... There are those that are suggesting that there are some unlikely coalitions that may, at this stage, that may look unlikely now, but that will, in fact, take place following or after the elections. 
President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa will be making an announcement and a declaration or a proclamation of the date of the elections in a few days' time, I'm told, or within 15 days after SONA. Um, within 15 days after SONA. So we, we wait for that. But I don't know if you heard that hint that I've just thrown in there. Yeah. You, did you hear it? Sure. Yeah, if you didn't hear it, forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. 